Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Hello, I'm Emma. This book is about a little boy in his tree. In this book, the tree gives everything that she has out of pure love for her little boy. She gives so much, that by the end of the book, she has nothing left to give, and she is effectively dead. In this story, the tree can represent how Jesus was the servant of humanity until he had nothing left to give. This is my mother's favorite book because it reminds her of her father and how willing he does, to, he, how willing he was to do whatever it took for his community and his family. I believe that this book has an unhealthy message as the tree is being taken advantage of the entire book. So my question for Pastor Michelle regarding this book is how much do we give before it is too much? So we are filming folks talk about their favorite children's book, and that was Rapid Fire Emma, who was sharing with us about the giving tree. And she shares in it, um, in case you didn't catch it, that that's her mom's favorite book because it reminds her how much her father gives to her and how much sacrifice he's made. Uh, But Emma raises an important question. She says, I'm not so sure about this book Um, because it seems a little bit abusive. The, the, The boy just keeps taking advantage of the tree and the tree keeps giving and the tree keeps giving all the way till the tree has nothing left. And the boy just keeps taking and the boy just keeps taking. So she asks, how much do we have to give before it's too much? It's a really good question. Because on one sense, we know we have stories in the Bible in which people have have loved extravagantly and have been forgiven, and certainly God models that for us. And Jesus went to the cross and then came out on the other side alive because Jesus loved us so much to fully give of himself for us and to show God's love. Is that immense? And to some extent, we are to model that kind of grace and forgiveness, but we are also not God. And God did give of God's self so that we could be recognized as beloved and important children of God, too. There are times when we have to make decisions about what is the loving thing. Is it to love fully and forgive and offer unfettered grace? Or is it to love and put some boundaries down? And that's what leads us to this this story today. Um, So as we go into our Choose Your Own Adventure series... I'm going to read from Luke chapter 15. Jesus said, a certain man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me my share of the inheritance. Then the father divided his estate between them. Soon afterward, the younger son gathered everything together and took a trip to a land far away. There he wasted his wealth through extravagant living. When he had used up his resources, a severe food shortage arose in that country and he began to be in need. He hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from what the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired hens have more than enough food, but I'm starving to death? I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Take me on as one of your hired hands. So he got up and went to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion. His father ran to him, hugged him, and kissed him. 
Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Fetch the fattened calf and slaughter it. We must celebrate with feasting, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. Coming in from the field, he approached the house and heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what was going on. The servant replied, Your brother has arrived and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he received his son back safe and sound. Then the older son was furious and didn't want to enter in, but his father came out and begged him. He answered his father, Look, I've served you all these years. And I never disobeyed your instruction. Yet you've never given me as much as a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours returned, after gobbling up your estate on prostitutes, you slaughtered the fattened calf for him. Then his father said, Son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes that we might see and know the word you have for us this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So remember in this series, we are using the Choose Your Own Adventure books as a model. And remember, those are written in the second person, so you are invited to be a person in the story. And we are also looking at Bible stories that don't have an ending. We don't know what the elder brother chose. So we're about to get that opportunity right now. Your family has owned the Grace River Ranch for generations. In fact, as long as your people have been in this part of the world, this has been the place your family is called home. According to the old stories, your great-great-great-grandfather started as just a humble herdsman with a few sheep. And over time, and because everyone was committed to the family and the community, that small herd grew and grew. And now you have not only sheep, but goats and cattle as well. And cattle are rare in these parts. Your family prospers, but not without hard work. There's never a full day off. Animals have to be fed. Some of them have to be milked. There are seasons of driving the herds to better pastures and, of course, shearing and calving seasons. It isn't easy, but it is fulfilling. And you are deeply invested in it because one day it will be yours. Well, at least you think it will be yours. You do have a younger brother, or you did. You don't really know how to answer the question anymore when someone asks you if you have any siblings. Why is it a hard question? Because a couple of years ago, your brother did something shocking. He was always a little less focused on the work on the ranch. Now, let's be honest. He seemed to be allergic to hard work. He thought everything should just come to him. And a lot of times it did. You figured that was because he was the baby of the family. He got away with far more than you ever would have. Anyway, one day he and your father got into a fight and that's when he shocked everyone. He demanded that your dad give him his share of the inheritance. Right then. 
He said he wanted to go off and make his own way. You couldn't believe he would make such a demand. It was the equivalent of telling your father he wished your dad was already dead. But even more shocking than that, your dad gave it to him. Well, in one sense, you're shocked because it's an outrageous thing to give into. But on the other hand, you have watched your father give in to your brother over and over and over. Honestly, you're pretty sick of it. While you really didn't want your brother to go because you loved him and there were certainly some things about him you would miss, you also recognize that your life would be so much simpler without him. So off he went, taking half the value of the state with him. Goodbye and good riddance. As the days wore on, you came to miss him less and less. You also came to appreciate even more the life that was before you. Occasionally, you would hear a story about him. If you were honest, you actually tossed a few in the mix, telling people he was off blowing his money on prostitutes and liquor. You didn't really know, though. You did hear a good one the other day, that he had burned through all his money and was now slopping hogs. That was pretty shocking, too, because you came from a family that wouldn't have anything to do with hogs. One afternoon, as you were looking out over the herd, you reflected on all you had. Your first child was about to be born. You had a real future to pass on to this child because you knew how to keep this ranch running. Your father, growing older every day, as we all do, had started to turn more and more of the operation over to you. You were trusted. You were empowered. You were reliable. You were responsible. You were everything a good child was supposed to be. And soon enough, you would get to be a good parent as well. As the sun crawled down toward the horizon, you thank God for everything. Everything. You were lost in thought until you heard the commotion at the house. It sounded like a celebration. As you made your way in that direction, a ranch hand ran up on you. Boss, he panted. I'm here for the fattened calf. What? You responded. Why? What special occasion are we celebrating? You imagine, perhaps it was the good price you had negotiated on the calves you were selling off, or maybe your parents just wanted to celebrate you and the near arrival of their first grandchild. Your brother, the ranch hand replied, your brother has come home. You couldn't even see the ranch hand as he rounded up the calf. Your rage had blinded you to all things. At first, you stood there motionless, just trying to process what had happened. The ranch hand gathered the calf in the meantime and headed to the main house. As the weight of what was happening was coming crashing in around you, you began to wail. It was such a deep sound that you were scaring the herd. It was starting to jitter and move away from you in a way that it never had before. Your raging screams must have caught the attention of your father because he ran out to the field. Settle down, he started with more than a little worry in his voice. No, no. You have slaughtered the fattened calf for that loser? And what have you done for me? I have faithfully been here learning everything about this ranch and you haven't so much as baked me a cake. I'm out here every day working for you, doing right by this family, and for what? So you can continue to favor the one who throws his money away on who knows what? No, no, I won't hear it. My child, your father says gently, my precious, wonderful child, 
It is true. You have always been with me. I am grateful every day for you. And everything I have is yours. Nothing changes that. But your brother, your brother is home. It was like he was dead and now he's been found alive. It is a miracle. We must celebrate that. Please, please come to the celebration. You look into the eyes of your father. You see a man who is pleading with you. And you see the depth of love for you in his eyes. But is that enough? Is that enough for you to just forget all the hurt and all the offenses and what definitely feels like favoritism? Yes, part of you would like to have your brother back. But then you know what that will mean. You will have to forgive. And you will undoubtedly have to make space for him in your life and on this ranch again that what that will look like, you don't know. And why does it always have to be you who is the responsible one? Maybe you should get a chance to sow your wild oats too. Maybe you should demand your inheritance from your father and then we'll see what happens. Or how do you think your brother would handle a crisis? What if all of the animals suddenly got loose? How would he take care of that? As you stare in the eyes of your father, as the wind blows dust on your skin and turns your tears and sweat to mud on your face, you know what you must do. All right, now's when you get to vote. You have your bulletins. There's a QR code on the back. Take out your phone, open your camera. Point your camera at that QR code and it will pop up a little minty.com. You hit that and it will take you to a vote. For those of you that are online, there's a link in the Facebook thread. You can hit that link and go vote. You can see that your choices are to, I don't actually have the vote in front of me. Um, your choices are to let all the animals free and care, create chaos, demand your inheritance, go to the party and forgive your brother, or go to the party and hold it against him for the rest of his life. Yeah, a little bit of truth in that one, right? <laughs> so make your vote. And towards the end of the service, we will let you all know what happens. I am telling you that we will continue this story on Facebook throughout the week. We did this with Jonah. Jonah's story kept unfolding throughout the week based on the decisions that you made and the votes that you made as the story kept going. So we will do the same thing for this. Um, you will get to continue to vote. So I hope you enjoyed the story. Let's see how it goes on. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumcbentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community.
Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.